Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale Season 4, Episode 16, Chapter 73, The Locked Room. Betty continues her Stonewall prep takedown with the help of two unique allies. A tense confrontation leads to a tender reunion. What happened? It's so good. It was so cheeky, but I enjoyed it. Bottle episode. Mostly bottle episode. Uh, they they gave us some some tidbits here and there. They gave us some flashbacky things. They tied everything up. They iceboxed our villain, but kept in a way that allowed her to come back later. So I'm super happy because I love Sarah Desjardins. <laughs> it was mostly satisfying. There were a couple lines that made me go, ugh, barf. I don't know. Uh, I'm still a TV genius, so that makes me happy. Yes, yeah. you are. Yes, I am. It's cool. And they didn't drag it out forever. No. Uh, so yeah. like, And they actually did some things that we specifically called out in our last episode, too, which is also great. <laughs> <laughs> so we start this episode with Jughead's in the bunker, and he's just talking about, you know, hey, I've been, uh, I've been here for two weeks. So for two weeks, they kept people thinking that he was dead. And, you know, there were two obituaries that ran. And so we see people reading those. We see him, you know, just running around his bunker and reading all of the clues and just kind of being a little bit nuts. Yeah. You know, and he's he's watching his funeral. We see Betty, you know, placed a camera, which is great, (laughs) you know, because, of course, that's what Jughead would do. And that's also a lovely callback to that memory that Kevin had of the the Tom Sawyer thing. He talks about the hard thing was that the things that they had to keep going while he was locked down in the bunker. So we see the locker memorial for him, Betty and Archie holding hands at school, while Veronica acting all sad and Cheryl looking at Veronica. Oh, no. Yeah. And then he makes a comment about the only person we didn't have to tell that I was okay was my sister Jellybean. Because of course Jellybean Jellybean figured it out. Jellybean's not an idiot. And so we cut to a scene we hadn't seen before, and it's Jellybean bringing Betty the fake blood to Betty's room. And she's like, oh, it's for Jughead, right? He's okay. Like, I don't need to know what's going on. I just want to know he's okay. And Betty's like, yeah, he's okay. And then we see Betty going to FP's sheriff's office, and He's telling her about the rock, and she's like, yeah, you're going to get that back, and it's going to tell you it's fake blood. It's theatrical blood. And he's like, what? And she goes, okay, hey, she. that's when she lets him know that's fine. I need your help. We got to do a We got to do a search party. And so I like that we're seeing them tell. Then we see the scene, the replay of Archie telling his mom, like, I have a confession to make. And then we get this lovely scene with Hermosa and Veronica. Oh, my God. She's like, I know, like, you told them all these different stories. Did you, you kill Jughead? Veronica's like, what? Like, oh, did you do it so that y'all could be together? What are you talking about it? Well, that's what girlfriends do. They kill the boyfriend so that they can be together. Secret girlfriends. <laughs> that's what secret girlfriends do, which is great. She, she says that so matter of fact. Like, like that's just what you do, right? Duh. Well, which is hilarious. It's also like a lot of fan fiction and whatnot. It's so good. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so funny. They somehow secretly unlocked a plot line I hadn't considered yet, but thought also, please do this. That would be amazing. But also, no. Like, no, not really. But, you know. know. I also love that Hermoso uses the word torombolo, which is what, which is what they call Jughead in the Spanish language. Nice. Comic. So nice it's, touch. It's great. This is just lovely. And then it also leads us into the bit about 
Hermosa being a private investigator, which leads us into the reveal for Donna. And we see Donna is reviewing Facebook and Jughead's again talking about how everything has to be very believable. So, you know, Donna's, you know, she's looking at everything on the Facebooks and Archie's grabbing Betty's hand in class and Veronica's watching and Jughead's reviewing the evidence more in the bunker. And part of his voiceover, which I love this, this is a lovely shout out to our conversation last time. It wasn't so much a who done it as a why done it. Are they listening to us? Hi, you can send a paycheck to Dallas, Texas. Thank They're you. They're not listening to us. They wrote this well before we ever did it. I don't know. They could always have dropped in a, a voiceover after we released our episode after the episode aired. <laughs> sure. Sure. But just as Jughead's narration is about to talk about who Donna is, Betty drops down into the bunker. Ah. And Jughead's like, did you find him? And she's like, yeah, they they found him. He's showering as we speak. Yeah, he's willing to talk. And if you have not been paying attention, of course, it's fucking grandpa. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And Jughead's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Riverdale. So Cole leaned into that a little bit too much, but it was quite delicious. He leaned into everything this episode in the best way. (sighs) He was a little showboaty and it was a bit much. I loved it. I did not. I thought it was adorable. There were were moments where it, it worked, like him acting a little crazy in the bunker. Perfect. This moment, mm, him walking into the next scene, great. because So good. Smug jug's great. I do love a smug jug. So we come back and we're at the Stonewall classroom and Dupont is talking to the three students. Uh-huh. Just Brett, Donna, and Joan. They're going to talk about crime and punishment and Betty and Jug walk in and they're like, what? Oh my God, gasp. And Donna is actually not that surprised. No, because she knew. And she's like, I knew you weren't dead. But Jughead, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what what is that Mark Twain thing? Uh, oh, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Calling back to their own joke from an episode before. Nice. And they're just like, and Jughead, you know, waxes poetic about crime and punishment. He's like, you know, the one mystery we didn't talk about in this class was the locked room mystery. Betty, will you get the door? And so she slinks over the door and we see the door locked. And she's like, you know, the bell's not going to ring for another 30 minutes. Lovely call to my saying, in this next episode called The Lock Room, we better get a solid 30 minutes of a 42-minute episode where it's <laughs> just in this fucking room. And they did it. They they pretty much did it. I didn't clock it per se, but the majority of the action takes place with them all in this room. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's fine. So DuPont looks constipated. Betty takes Brett's phone. <laughs> I do love for the next 30 minutes, your asses belong to us. Yeah, like, it's just sit down and shut up, all of you. And even Dawn is like, just shut up, Brett. Like, <laughs> Dawn is like, just, just, just do it. Because Donna knows what's coming. And so we just kind of start with the flashback to when Jughead arrives and we see Moose and they're in the dorm room. And, you know, Jughead talks about, uh, hey, DuPont, you were roommates with my grandpa. And DuPont says something about, yeah, your grandpa was an arrogant fool, too. So again... We're getting into legacy. (laughs) Calling that all fucking season. You're not wrong. When Jughead starts talking about, yeah, this is, you know, getting back to grandparents and the sins of generations. Betty looks right at Donna when Jughead says that. Uh And Donna then 
shifts in her seat. <laughs> and I will say, I am very happy to have been wrong about my prediction of who Donna was. And I don't care. And I was delighted because once they said that, I was like, oh, she's one of those kids. <laughs> when that happened, I knew. It's very good. Which was great. Then we have a flashback to the Halloween drugging of Jughead. And then he woke up in a coffin. And then, you know, the dorm room was empty from Mo- like Moose was gone. And then we start talking about the Stonewall 4. And so then we get into we're doing like because now they're just explaining everything that's happening. And, you know, there's a flashback to Betty and Alice talking to Moose about what was going on with him. And then we we get the reveal that Chipping knew that Moose was supposed to be murdered. He was specifically recruited so that they could murder Moose and he couldn't go through with it. It's not ever explicitly stated because this is Jughead's conjecture, but that is the theory tying together. Yeah, the theory being that the new ghostwriter has to kill somebody. Yes. The last one. So to speak. Mm-hmm. And so so Moose was specifically recruited so that he could be killed. You have to plot the perfect murder to become the Ghost Rider. So that was whole all of Moose's thing. And DuPont starts getting up and Jughead just shut up. Shut up. As they say in Lord of the Flies, I have the conch. Which that line made me go gross oh uh, see i i just was like he's such a little shithead teenager and i love it i like the shithead teenager i wish he wouldn't had said like they say in lord of the flies yeah because they've already been really shitty with their literary references when they they like they did not explain what the ides of march were at all so they also have not tried to explain who any of these people are like charles chickens everybody knows that's charles dickens theater Wiesel, we know who that's supposed to be. That's Dr. Seuss. Yes. Jane Dallas Brown. Rita Mae Brown. That's what we came up with. That's who we figured out. Like she uh, she did the cat ser- mystery novels. Yes. Yeah. That's who we figured out. That's what we decided who she was, which makes the most sense. And that's fine. I'm fine with those because you can kind of drop them and you can figure it out on your own. I have the conch is a very distinct line that if you are curious, you go investigate it. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, it's fine. And Jughead's just a little shit. Don't call out what the reference is. I know. It's just bad writing. I didn't care. (laughs) It annoyed me. It was was too much for me. So then we talk about the writing competition. A game is the foot. And this is when we get our first grandpa mention. Hmm. This is where we see DuPont asking if, you know, Grandpa still writes. Grandpa writes. No, I don't know anything about this. And then we see the, we see Chipping killing himself. And this is when Jughead knew something happened. Like, your blank expressions when Chipping killed himself made me knew that something darker was going on. Which is, again, Jughead's explanation of this really cheesy. I didn't, I, yeah, this, this, this part was a little sloppy, but then Brett starts to explain things. He's like, yeah, he felt bad because he was sleeping with Donna and like, he's, try- <laughs> like he's, he's clearly like reciting whatever script he's been given. It's, it's great. They have let Brett be so smart and conniving up until this episode. And then with the, by revealing that Donna is the one who's been feeding him all of this. Showing Brett to be such a total dumbass is so good. It's it's great. And 
Donna just says nothing. And then Betty sits down like, yeah, just like Mr. Cotter. And Donna's like, what? How do you like? She, Donna's a little freaked. A little bit. And then Betty's like, oh, no, no, no. We talked to Mrs. Chipping. She didn't believe you were having an affair. We have a little flashback of that conversation. And Betty's like, Mr. Cotter doesn't exist. Then we talk about the ghostwriter challenge. And, you know, basically that I believe that it was you had to commit the perfect murder. In order to write the mystery Tree. murder. Yeah. And DuPont just kind of throws out, this is pure demented conjecture. Which he's not technically wrong about. He's, he's not wrong. He doesn't have any actual proof of this. Correct. And it's just like, okay, so now it's who kills Jughead and how. Mm-hmm. And so like then we got, got a little commercial break and we come back to Jughead explains how they all did it, how they all corroborated. And so Donna's job was to keep Betty busy. So she blew the devil's breath in her face and led her to the clearing and they put the rock in her hand. Brett led Jug into the woods. Joan hit him in the head. Jonathan, which was like, where, where is Jonathan? And Joan starts going, Jonathan had food po- has food poisoning. Oh, Joan is cracking. We know from Donna's reveal last episode that she killed Jonathan. And so then we get the flashback of Veronica and Archie finding Betty with Jughead in the woods. And then we see Betty talking to them. And like, basically, we just kind of see everything that happens after what we've already seen. So we get this new bit that Betty has been woken up, essentially, by Archie and Veronica. And Betty does CPR on Jug. Jug comes to. And she's like, we got to get you a hospital. Jughead says, no hospital. But he didn't really come to you for like 36 hours. It was the longest 36 hours of my life. (laughs) Barf. And then we see Betty calling Charles. And then Archie and Veronica are like, are you sure we should call him? No, we have to. Charles arrives with an old school FBI medical van. and they. Where did did that come from? (laughs) It's for Ferdale. Everything's old fashioned. (laughs) They take Jug off. And Charles tells them how they have to clean the scene, burn their clothes, and we see them do this. And I love that we see we part of we see that very first scene we saw at the very end of season three. We see them do that, and I love that we ugh, give it up to KJ Abba. We see him freaking out. He's holding our Jughead's beanie, and he is freaking out because Betty's talking. And Veronica's, this is before we see what we saw before. And and Veronica's like, what if he doesn't like that? What do we get? Like, no. Like, Betty won't even entertain that. Then we get to the, we'll go our separate ways. We'll never talk about this again. Archie, throw his beanie in in the fire. Because before that, Archie is literally just holding, I cannot lose my other best. Like, I've lost my dad. I cannot lose Jughead. Yeah. Like, I love that that's in there. Because up until then, we're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I love, like, if they didn't do that, I'd be like, fuck this show. Like, fuck it. Like, I've said that several times before. But I love that that's in there. That's super important to just Archie's mental health. It was such a subtle writing move mm-hmm. to pad that scene out to have the first part of Betty being determined that Jughead was going to be okay. And the last tag right after that moment to say, but that's not going to happen. He's going to be fine. Yeah. It's just such a perfect, tiny addition mm-hmm. that changes everything about that moment entirely. Mm-hmm. 
And it's what we've been begging them to do on this fucking show. Yeah, Jughead says. But like, you know, it didn't work. Y'all didn't kill me. <laughs> like it was not it wasn't a bad plan. Like y'all didn't y'all had a pretty decent plan, but you didn't kill me. Whose job was it to like this is part of like them unraveling is like whose job was it to check my pulse? Jonathan's. Oh. You didn't like you didn't kill me. Oh, darn nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it's kind of like, so Dr. Curdle must have been in on it. And they're like, oh, yeah, he is. And so we see Jughead putting on like corpse makeup in the in the morgue and Curdle counting his money. DuPont gets up and is just like, you know, A for effort, Mr. Jones. This is by far the most interesting thing you've ever submitted in class. Because <laughs> like, which to be fair, it is like it's way more interesting than, you know, any of his other shit. Uh, DuPont is also a little shit. And you know, none of the other ghostwriters would ever talk about this. And I never explicitly, you know, told anybody to do anything inappropriate or illegal. And Jughead's like, yeah, but, you know, we've talked to all of them and they lawyered up. <laughs> and, and that's the moment DuPont goes, oh, fuck. And he's like, but, you know, let's talk about the original members of the Quill and Skull Society. Let's do. Yeah, they are Forsyth the First, Charles Chickens, Theodore Wiesel, and Jane Dallas. She's just Jane Dallas at that point. And so we see this picture and it's like, let's talk about the the original sin, if you will, that they all knew that Forsyth wrote the original Baxter Brothers story. And so you've slowly killed all of them. You'd want to make sure that none of them knew. You want to make sure that nobody found that out because that would bring down your entire empire that you've built off of this lie. Right. And it's like, you know, one of them is willing to talk. And so Betty goes and unlocks the door and in comes FP followed by Charles. And of course, it's Forsyth. <laughs> and then we see Forsyth comes in and he's like, hello, Francis. And it's just like, okay, Wiesel came to see me before he died. And he just kind of explains that he knew that you killed so-and-so and so-and-so. And I left to get a pack of cigarettes and I never came back. So we find out that Forsyth left to spare his family. Yep. To save his fucking life. Uh-huh. So this years of family identity has now been unraveled. Uh-huh. I love it. I fucking love this. <laughs> and... Oh, and all this time, he went and checked out all of the motels these people were staying at, the boat that had the accident, the car, all of it. So not only that, Grandpa is a detective. Mm-hmm. Dad is a criminal slash bad detective sheriff. He's a terrible sheriff. Terrible sheriff. And now Jughead's a detective. Uh -huh. It's adorable. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so Jughead says, yeah, I was brought in as bait. So you could try to find him. That's why Jughead's here. Yes. And so I love, I just, I love, I love all of this. I love the FP standing up for him. And so they're all like talking to DuPont and, and DuPont's like, you know, I'm a man of honor, blah, 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 blah. It's a lovely call to previous t episode title. And Charles is just like, yeah, you've been here the last hour. We've um, searched your house. We've got all, and plus all of Forsyth's detective work. We've got all the evidence. And DuPont jumps out the window, just like chipping, and he's dead. He also says he has trophies, which is like, holy shit, he's a real ass serial killer. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. So DuPont's dead. 
whatever. <laughs> that was ridiculous to that me. That was ridiculous, but also I kind of saw it coming, but I'm also fine with it because I don't want him coming back later. I don't want him coming back, but I wish he wouldn't have jumped through the window again. That seems unnecessary to repeat the same bullshit. Yeah, I don't want this story to continue. Yeah, no. Like the the real villain in this part of the story, Donna, I want her to come back because she's a fabulous character. Yeah. But I don't want DuPont anymore. No, no, no. He's gone. So I'm, DuPont's glad, done. So I'm fine with him being dead. Yes. So we cut over to the FBI office and Charles is talking to Joan. He says like, hey, you know, we have all your texts. We know Donna was manipulating you. And Joan is just like, my father's an ambassador. I have diplomatic immunity. And he's just like, if you leave now, your friends will take all of the heat for this and you can never come back to the United States. And Joan just gets up and says, they were never my friends. And she leaves. She's not wrong. So, so I mean, I, okay, I can't blame her. <laughs> so we go over now Donna's turn. She gets all teary eyed and she tries to blame Brett. And Charles is like, and don't tell us you were sleeping. Like, no one's buying that story. And she just keeps talking about DuPont and crying. And, Char- and Charles is just like, whatever. Mostly it's just Charles is trying to get something out of her because he knows he has nothing to he's, tie her. He's trying to get her to slip. Yep. It's just not working. She can't do it. She's not. Yeah, she's not taking the bait. Nope. That's Brett's turn. (laughs) So he's just like, okay, we've got you on attempted murder and illegally recording sex tapes, which I like that they called that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't do it on on child pornography, but it is illegally recording people having sex. So that is a crime. Felony charges. Brett says, okay, no, my lawyer's going to plead down. So why don't you go? Like, we'll get that to community service. So why don't you go think it over? And so Charles is like, Okay. So Charles leaves. Instantly the door opens and Brett's like, oh, I, that was fast. In walks FP and Jughead like, what is this? Oh, we're here to negotiate. Flash some brass knuckles. knuckles. Cut to Charles comes back in. Oh, I hear you're ready to cooperate. Camera cuts over to Brett's face is trashed, <laughs> get, bleeding profusely. I love it. <laughs> now, violence is bad. Yes. But Brett fucking earned this. (laughs) Justice was served here. Like, there's some some serpent justice was needed. (laughs) The serpents are like, hi, Brett. We cut to Stonewall Prep. There was a seal on the wall that behind it was a cavern where there was a bunch. That's where all the tapes were. Jughead finds one and clearly it's got his name on it and he destroys it. Uh Uh-huh. And then we hear Alice reporting over what's happening we see people in their homes watching this reporting, and then we cut to the Not Cooper house, and everybody's clapping for Alice, and it's like, good job, Mom. This is great. And then Betty gets up, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I have one T to cross. I love that Alice and FB start making out, and Jughead and Betty are like, okay, no thank you. Like, this no thank Mm-mm-mm. you. No, 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 no. I have something else I need to go do. Yeah. So we see Donna walking into a room and Betty just is sitting in a chair and she pulls a light. So good. It's like, hi. And it's like, okay, I heard you got the Baxter Brothers contract. She goes, I did, but we're rebranding as Tracy True. (laughs) Basically, it all comes out to Donna is Jane Dallas's Brown's granddaughter, who was murdered by DuPont. And Donna made it her mission to go after DuPont. 
And it wasn't just that he killed her grandmother, he stole from her. Tracy True was her grandmother's invention. Yep. So it wasn't just Forsyth who he stole from, he stole from her grandmother too. I mean, he stole from all of them, probably. Let's be True, real. True, but like that was the most egregious thing that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from murder. Aside from murdering murder. almost all of them. Murder. Murder. But it's just like, yeah, I know. And she's and Donna's like, how could you possibly know that? Oh, from medical files. And we we flash back to them in the bunker with the scene of them finding out who she is. Thank you, Hermosa. And Betty's just like, if you don't walk away from the contract, I will tell the police who you are. And that will link you to all of this. Which then, hey, guess what? You're the murderer in all of this. <laughs> and Donna's freaked out. And she's just like, now you play nice. And she slow-mo walks out of Stonewall. Donna will be back. She has to be. She Here's the thing. Donna's going to get herself in trouble and she's going to need help from Betty and Jughead. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And I love it. Uh, I would love for her to be their reluctant ally. Oh, God. It would be perfect. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just so fun. So we cut to the bunker and they're packing up the murder board and, and research and Jughead's like, it feels like a waste. And Betty's like, we solved a bunch of murders and restored like families like this wasn't a waste like this (laughs) like this is this was good like jug no calm down and then we get over to school and cheryl's asking betty about the whole thing with archie and betty's like it was all an act like that was the whole point like to make people believe and cheryl's like i don't know cousin i'm just not buying that (laughs) and betty's just kind of shrugs it off and cheryl's like okay but your secret's safe with me fucking liar no again that's what they know to be true. Like, Archie doesn't think he's in love with Betty. Betty doesn't think she's in love with Archie. Oh, no, I'm saying Cheryl. Cheryl will not keep that fucking secret for a second. Cheryl's a garbage human. Like, we've established this. This is hardcore. Now, I will say, she also says the line, no one really dies in Riverdale. I love it. She's like, of course not. No one really dies in Riverdale. Of you know what course. that means? You know How many that times mean? have they buried her brother? You know what that means to me? What? Black Hood coming back. Black Hood is going to come back. A Black Hood is coming back. Oh, yeah, no. Hal's dead. Yeah, because Charles is trying to turn Betty into the Black Hood. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. No one really dies in Riverdale. No one really dies in Riverdale. (laughs) Um, If Hal comes back, holy shit. And so then Jughead comes out and Betty's like, you know, what did Honey say? And he's just like, well, he legally has to let me come back to school. Let's just hope my credits transfer. But at least no one's trying to murder me here. To which Betty says, don't jinx yourself. Honey's going to try and kill him. I don't know about that. Someone's going to try to murder Jughead again. Of course. Whatever. Jughead's the most murderable of the four. Yeah. So then we go over to the Not Cooper house and Grandpa's there talking with FP. And, you know, Betty and Jughead are getting ready to go to Pops. And Jughead's like, should I say goodbye now? And Grandpa's like, no, I suspect I'll still be here talking with your dad when you get back. No. It's very sweet. So I just presume FP's leaving with Grandpa. FP's going to have, like, whatever happens... FP's going to leave with Grandpa. Need to go find some stuff out about herself. Yeah, or if he's going to have to go on the run and and Grandpa's going to help him hide because he knows how to do that. Could be that too. Whatever it's going to be so that so that FP's not in prison. But that's nice. So then the core four are at Pops and it's like, okay, let's make a vow. <laughs> like, let's, let's just, let's just nice to be together. And both Archie and Jughead are like, you guys do realize that we're probably not going to graduate with you. To which Veronica's like, 
do you seriously think that me and Betty are not going to do everything with our powers to make sure that our boyfriends don't graduate with us? No, like we are doing no more mysteries. You guys are graduating. And Jughead's like, why does it sound like a threat? <laughs> because it absolutely is Jughead. And so like they they cheers, Val, whatever. And then they're like, hey, Kevin. And so like Kevin and like Kevin's like, hey, guys. You got to sign up for the variety show. Yes. And that includes you too, Jughead. And like they pull Kevin into the booth. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, because Kevin is a character. God. Yep. Riverdale. And that's the episode. So my only concern is they wrapped up a really great story. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they going to do for the rest of the season? <laughs> well, the videotapes thing has not been solved. That is true. So and here's the other thing. Those videotapes at Stonewall could not have all been Brett. So I still think there's a Stonewall Honey videotape connection. Honey, I'm still convinced Honey is behind the videotapes that were sent to everybody. I still think Honey is a Stonewall alumni. Maybe he was kicked out. He was denied from Stonewall. There's a connection between Honey and Stonewall, I believe. I think because of because of his rivalry or want to impress them so much when they were there. And Donna's sweet principal, Honey. I don't know, whatever. She could still be related to Honey. Not his daughter, clearly, but there could have been a relation. Could could be his daughter, because Honey could be the son of Jane Dallas Brown. That doesn't make as much sense. It doesn't, but it could be. Eh. Anyways, but it's definitely with Honey. I mean, they've also released the titles of the next two episodes. One of them is, is Killing Mr. Honey, which is the playoff of Killing-Teaching Mrs. Tingle. That one is actually being directed by Machen Amick, which is pretty cool. I know. But our next episode is called Wicked Little Town, and it is the musical episode. And this year they are doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So we need to go watch the preview, right? Yes. Let's do. do that. Okay, let's go do that. Right, so the next episode doesn't air until April 8th. I don't understand. Well, that's their spring break. And now with the way the world is, their production also got shut down. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we're not going to pretend that's not happening. So we don't know when the season might actually end. <laughs> yeah. You know, health and safety to everybody. Absolutely. Uh, please, please be smart. Please be safe. Stay at uh, home. If, if you're able to, please stay home. And also, if you are somebody who has to go to work, thank you for doing what you have to do. Yes. Um, 1,000%. So we're covering this episode when it comes out. But David mm-hmm. has never seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Nope. So we are going to watch that movie since we have plenty of time. We are in the position to work from home, but we live with our children who are at home (laughs) so while we are at home we uh have to do that as well (laughs) there's a lot going on um so yeah so while we don't have to worry about like commutes anymore we have time week-wise to watch a movie and review it and talk about it before that musical is done for riverdale so we're gonna do that as part of a crossover with our movie podcast, Macintosh and Mod, haven't seen what? Yep. And so that should come out before this episode of Riverdale. Uh, we hope you are keeping in good spirits and staying safe. And until next time, hashtag Go Bulldogs.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.